Are you sick and tired of that political news crap? Then listen to Poor Entertainment every other Tuesday, right here on the Journey into Comics Network. Journeyintocomics.com The following the following is a Journey into Comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics, the podcast dedicated to all things nerd, with your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips. Showtime, a-holes. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's Journey into Comics 210. I'm your host, Nate. Hope everybody's having a fantastic morning as you start your week hopefully off right here on the Journey into Comics Network. So let's get a couple things out of the way. First and foremost, I'm a little bit sick. Woke up puking for some reason this morning. I'm not really sure what the fuck that was about. Not really a fan of puking. Don't typically puke. Sometimes I'm nauseous from time to time, but puking? No, no, that usually doesn't happen to me. So when it happens, it happens bad. And part of me thinks that the puking that happened first, like, irritated my throat really bad. So now anytime I'm breathing, it just feels like really raspy and irritated. And at some point, I just go into these manic coughing fits of darkness. It's fucking awful. So if you hear any of that shit today, I, I do apologize. Hopefully I'm not puking on the podcast. That would be unfucking precedented. Uh, that's not unprecedented. I'm sure you guys don't hear it because Dick always says, we don't really hear it, but train of our existence just blowing this shit up, not even like a minute into this motherfucker. So... I, I guess. I guess we're getting into the train of our existence today, just kind of cutting to the chase. So uh, usually I come on here and I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm going to talk about the band and talk about some shit that's been going on. And uh, that's not going to happen this week. Yeah, we had a show. Uh, yeah, we performed great at that show. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Now on to a separate matter. Gentlemen, this is me, the podfather, talking to you. And this is for anybody that's listening to my show that's a guy, or if you're a gal who listens to my show and you have a guy, I think it's very important that you let them hear my words right now. But uh, there is zero fucking reason to put your hands on a woman that's unwarranted. Not at all. Not a fan. Don't do it. Don't fucking harass women with your ugly text messages trying to get them to send titty pictures. Don't fucking have these deep, ugly sublims where you're trying to, like, take your time and ask them all these questions about their lives just to fucking turn around and two minutes later be like, oh, why don't you send me a fucking picture of titties or if you don't, you're a fucking whore. It's like, bro, you are an asshole, man. It's not how it works at all. If you guys are out there in the world and you need a little bit of lady advice, you are fucking striking out. You suck hard ditka at getting the ladies get at me. Let me know. We can have a chat because there's some things that I can tell you from my own personal experience in life. Things that I know and understand from growing up with uh, my mom not being in the picture as much. Not to say that she was completely out of the picture, but just the scenario of only seeing her every other weekend pretty much, you know, charts a course for me to kind of have some trouble with talking to ladies. So I've had to find better ways to express myself and I don't that's weird to say but I mean through talking I've had to learn how to express yourself properly to women that isn't creepy like you can explain how you're feeling to someone it doesn't have to be this like fucking weird dramatic gross thing you know what I'm saying so listen just across the board dudes don't fucking don't be dicks to women because here's the deal if they weren't here we wouldn't be either just saying Unless you know of somebody who's had a, a man baby from their bum bum, and I don't think you have, or a, a, a penile baby, which that would be even more fucked up. I mean, let's not even go into that. That just terrified me. I had this, I, never mind. So anyways, uh, you know, getting over feeling like shit right now, and I'm trying to like just overcome this show today, and I don't really want to get into the, the dramas and the things that have happened. I just want to tell you guys, like, I don't stand for that bullshit, and if you do, get the fuck away from me. So it's like if I know you in my personal life, I know you in, in, my, in my professional life, if I know you on Facebook, and you're like an asshole to women, and you degrade them, or you like run game, and you like do all this shit, and try to like 
emotionally manipulate them or like you play that whole I'm your friend until I'm ready to ask like this gross question and then when you say no I'm not gonna fucking be your friend anymore and blah because I didn't get my way that shit's gross it's a fucking gross culture and the culture that that comes from that and I'm gonna actually point to a very direct source right now Facebook and the and the social media thing and I hate to say it like podcasting it doesn't necessarily perpetuate that environment but the lack of people speaking up against that environment, you know, we have to step up, I guess, is what I'm saying. So I'm coming forward and saying this, like, I will not stand for that. I don't want to have anything to do with anybody who would stand for that. And I feel like if everybody who's on my level could also be like that and recognize that there's got to be across the board, no sexual harassment, no sexual assault, no sexual misconduct, no raping with the rape culture it has to stop. It has to be done. Dudes, first of all, you're not just getting a piece of ass and it's not just a, oh, no big deal. You're emotionally fucking ruining a human and scarring them on some level, okay? And the fallout that comes from that is it, it's irreparable. You can't fix it. It, it, it. it would take years and years and years and years and years of therapy to even start to crack the shell of fixing shit like that happening to people and and like here's another thing man i've been watching these fucking videos and we're actually that's going to lead me to this like weird place to start journey into comics today like but i guess we have to do it you know uh so i got um i got on youtube the other day and i was just like scrolling and shit and i, I like watching videos where people like get called out for stolen valor, people who act like they're in the military but they're really not, or people who are like trying to steal and they get karma'd and, and justice gets served to them. Like, there's like a good sense that there are people in the world that are trying to right others' wrongs because I can't fucking do it. Like, I'm not, I'm not Batman. I'm not going out there and trying to fucking do shit like this at all. I don't want to have anything to do with that kind of shit on any level. Like, I don't want to say I like if I could save people, I would, but I'm not gonna like do what I'm about to talk about. So that led me to watching some bike pranks, right? The bike prank thing was pretty interesting because what these dudes do is they set up a bike that looks like no one gives a fuck about it. So someone is gonna go, Oh shit, I can steal this motherfucker. And what the fucking person who steals the bike doesn't recognize is they've actually cut the bike in half. And fashioned it in a way that it's only going to last a couple seconds into that ride. And it's going to split apart and then you're going to crash and have a really bad time, right? And then they're going to call you out while laughing at you and be like, see, this is why you don't steal somebody's bike, buddy. We have we even have video evidence that you tried to steal the bike, so fuck you. You know, and that's like, oh, justice is served. That's great, you know. So that led to, for some fucking reason, a, a video that was suggested was like um, a UK pedophile pedophile as we call them here in America um getting busted and I was like now that would be interesting to see somebody who's like fucking gross go down right like kind of like uh to, to catch a predator Chris Hansen style however this is different because these are individual dudes these are just like a team of dudes in the UK who set up fake accounts and are very vanilla across the board with their conversations that's one thing I can like totally appreciate about what they do it's so above board and they're so like they don't pull any punches and try to fuck these dudes over. They give these dudes a million chances to not do what they're about to do. And every fucking one of them follows through like a fucking idiot and shows up to meet some fucking 10 or 11 year old or 15 year old or some shit that they've sent gross pictures and all this shit to. Right. And then these dudes are like, hey, you're fucked. And guess what? You're not going anywhere because we're calling the cops right now. We're going to turn this evidence over to them. And then now you're really fucked. And it's like, oh, man, justice is served. So I've been watching those videos here and there a little bit and watching these other videos of like, um, you know, I don't know. It feels good to watch people get justice served to them, especially when in my real life, as some of you know, and again, this is not something I'm bringing up, but we've had a little string of bad luck lately. We've had some dumb shit happen. One thing I can comment on, I'll get to that, I'll get to that. So one thing I also want to talk about today, and this wasn't even planned, this isn't like on my uh, radar of shit that I was like, hey, today, man, you really need to discuss this. But I saw something last night that as a 31-year-old dude was so genuinely disturbing to read this headline, I feel like I have to discuss it now. So the headline reads this, Drake, 31, 
texts Millie Bobby Brown, 14, about boy advice. Okay? So let me say that again. Drake, professional, world-renowned rap artist, 31 years of age, is having text conversations about boys. Drake is also a boy. With Millie Bobby Brown, who at this point is 14 years old. So I'm 31. I don't think so. (laughs) Uh, There's... Not a fucking 14-year-old in my phone. I can tell you that. And I don't give a fuck if Drake is a famous dude and she's famous because of Stranger Things. And, oh, maybe they met on a red carpet once and had some sort of, like, friendly chemistry. To me, just looking at Drake, I'm like, bro, are you, are you like, really setting those kind of really gross early seeds to, like, manipulate this girl? Because that's fucked up on a level I don't even want to fucking try to touch with a 10-foot pole. Like, that's... Back to this creep catchers thing, you know. So, I, you know, I don't know. It's all, it's all totally fucked. And, uh, anyways, moving on today, folks. We do have a bunch of comic book news to get to. And oh, you know what? Before we get to that, though, I do want to actually discuss briefly the fucking cool but also fucked up thing, interesting that happened with our band. So we have this artwork that came out the earlier this year and uh the artwork that came out earlier this year was not it was part okay it was like a hybrid piece of art because sarah had done the piano fiend skull and like done these colors um with coloring pencils and like made it look really badass and it's been a visual we've used on the walk among us facebook for some time um and, and other places obviously and uh the Beat Kitchen, when they announced our first show with them, the Beat Kitchen used their concept for a flyer, which was really cool to see what they visualized, which was like this really interesting hybrid of like a Jerry Lee Lewis album cover mixed with like um, our stuff and kind of fused into this like futuristic uh, flyer type thing. Not really futuristic, but it just it looked really sleek to me. That's the word I want to use. It was very sleek. So I'm on Facebook the other day, and somebody tags me, and they're like, hey, man. They tag me. I'm like, okay, what's this? And I click on it, and it's that fucking image, the Walk Among Us punk rock piano tribute to the Misfits, January 10th beat kitchen with the, the piano fiend in the middle and the set of piano keys on either side of the thing making like a tri- a square, you know? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Somebody ripped our shit off and is selling this? What the fuck? And I was kind of pissed off at first. I was like, are you really? Like, really? Like, after everything else that's happened this weekend, are you really? So then, like, it kind of set for a minute, and I kind of got away from it, and I didn't get lost in fucking worrying about it, you know? And it was like, oh, oh, that's interesting, because, well, I don't, We've just been bootlegged, and that's kind of radical. Like, that means that someone thought we were cool enough to bootleg, and I'm not going to try to, like, you know, show out or anything, but I don't know of many or any other that I can, off the top of my head, name uh, tribute-based acts that have ever had bootlegged merchandise it kind of makes you feel fucking cool. Like, at first, you're like, you motherfuckers are trying to steal our art. But then I'm like, you motherfuckers kind of stole Beat Kitchen's art, too. And also, that's awesome because you thought we were cool enough to bootleg. Like, fuck yeah. The only problem with that was their shirts are like $29, probably with like $6 shipping. That's like a $35 shirt. Uh, you can get a shirt from Walk Among Us on our Teespring. And you can get our shirts for like 15 bucks. Which ain't bad. I'm pretty sure they're like 15 or 20 bucks, something like that. So it was just interesting to see that. Like, wow, that's, wow, okay. That's that's one thing I did never expect to have happen in my musical career. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but now let's go ahead and move on into a bunch of comic book world news. There's like a whole bunch of stuff from DC to Disney to Batman to, oh shit, there's one more Batman story I have to pull up that I don't want to forget. 
bat. We're probably going to start there now because I'm going to say it and you guys are going to be like, what? So what in the world is going on right now? Hold up. My internet, for some reason, like, whacked out for a second. That would not have been good during the podcast. Like, what are you doing? Did you mean Batman's dick? Yes, I, I actually did mean... I, I actually did mean Batman's dick. Uh-huh. Uh, so, let's... I can't believe I have to say this, you guys. Like, what in the actual fuck? But... Batman goes full frontal, and uh, let's talk about it. I can't believe I have to cover this on my fucking podcast. Batman's had a lot of thrilling adventures over the years, uh, and here's here's one that's... Um, th- wow. Um, so, apparently, in the... Let's see. Oh, you... Okay, 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 okay. I wanted to... Okay. Listen, let's talk about this officially. Now that I've officially, like, got the overall look, I had to... You guys, I had to... I had to remember... To, I forgot to do this before the show. Like, every other article I want to talk about is ready to go, and I've, like, thought about what I was going to say. But this one, for some reason, I didn't do it. So, Batman Damned came out, and, uh, well... Batman Damned is getting a lot of uh, press because Damned is about the Joker unexpectedly dying with Batman suddenly suffering from memory loss and worrying that he might have been the one that killed him. In the book, in the first issue, Batman takes off his costume and has the Bat computer scan him from it for any injuries he might have sustained in a Joker fight he no longer remembers. The sequence features a clear shot of Batman's butt and then a shadowy image of the front where you can clearly see the outline of his dick. So I looked, and yeah, it's an outline, and it was, okay, so the the first panel of the three panels is like a back shot of Bruce Wayne, it's his butt cheeks, and he's like look, letting the computer scan him, and he says, any evidence of multiple fatal stab wounds, and you see like, the tip, and, and maybe some, some, some balls, maybe in there, maybe bat balls, maybe bat balls is the episode title, bat balls, okay, uh, and then the third panel is like even more shadowy and it definitely shows the tip. And and it kind of, I mean, you know, I'm not really sure why they needed to really illustrate that. I think there were more clever ways to do that. And it's kind of a cheap shot because at no point do you see Batman's face in all this. Like He's talking, but you're not seeing his face. It's just focused on his private areas. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, does it need to be in Batman? Probably not. Is it in Batman? Well, yeah, now it is, of course. You can't take it back, man. But, uh, I don't, especially with the other dick news this week, it's like, why has this week been filled with dicks on all kinds of levels? It's the fucking greatest synonym or greatest description for this past week. It's been all of the dicks, all kinds of dicks on all kinds of levels of dicks, even good dicks. Like Dick Tyner. And uh, shout out to him real quick in the middle of this tangent. Uh, shout out to him, AP, and Tyler, and those guys in my little Elite Four squad that helped me to decipher and think about ideas and, and move the network forward and whatnot. Uh, today, I didn't know if I really could do this podcast, but if I don't do it today, it doesn't get done until after Monday. And I don't really feel like interested in letting y'all down, so I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to... Uh, well, I'm going to be soldiering on and doing this podcast regardless of how I feel right now. And it's thanks to those guys. They gave me inspiration and lifted me up and said, hey, man, you got this. Like, it's fucking cool. Go out there and show them who's boss. And that's and that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to show y'all who's boss, which is me, apparently. Um, but let's get done with Batman's nuts. Let's talk about the other dick in the news, which was, oh, shit, of course, some stupid fucking shit would pop up on the computer. I'll have to shut that down. Anyways... So let's talk about the other dick in the news. Stormy Daniels comparing Donald Trump's penis to toadstool? What? Really? That's what you think? Stormy Daniels, you really had to say that? Like, come on. 
I guess my issue with Stormy Daniels saying that Donald Trump's dick looks like Toad from Mario is kind of, well, it's just he's fucking ruining everything, and I don't want him to ruin Mario. Like, as a nerd, I'm sitting there scrolling the other day, and I see Mario Kart and Toad are trending. <coughs> and I'm like, why the fuck? Why are they trending? I'm not sure. So I look, and then it says, like, Toad has been compared to something, and then I can't really quite find the article, and then I find the article, and I was like, Jesus Christ, I wish I didn't fucking find this article. So, uh, yeah, I um, I pretty much was grossed out by that one. We're going to go ahead and move into the biggest news that we have, which is officially... Marvel this week has released, to get our mind off dicks, this week Captain Marvel's trailer was released on Good Morning America well, this past week. And as the it's already started, I meant to back it up and let's blow this thing up huge. And I'm going to go ahead and actually watch this again and tell you guys what I think about it. And a little bit more in real time, uh, my initial reaction right out the gate was I loved this trailer. It really has me excited for the movie, but there's a lot of subtext, and I want to make sure we kind of like dive into the subtext of what exactly is going on here because it's it's quite incredible. All right, so here we go. This is going to be the trailer for Captain Marvel. Okay, she looks like she's falling to Earth. She falls into a building. It's, it's a blockbuster video, so boom, we're in the 90s. We are there. Looks like a nice blockbuster. Prices were good. Uh, now it's in the blockbuster and she's laying on the floor. The universal language. I like that there's an action I sign behind her. Like, the movie's gonna be in the action her. section. That's what you should expect from this Never movie, is action. One might come from above. And, uh, obviously hearing Nick Fury, we've got a new logo for the Marvel Studios. The hallway lighting up, which is like Space early shield. Project Phoenix. Uh... Captain Marvel jumping up onto a bus and or train to fucking shoot her, her powers out of her arms or her hands. So you're not from around here. They're driving in a car to together. She's getting flashbacks, maybe. Uh, I will say I love the visuals on it. It looks fucking great. Brie Larson looks like she's killing it. There's Photon with her. She's touching the plane, so she's kind of getting flashbacks of her past. Uh, but she doesn't remember her human life. But I can't tell if it's real. Uh, because she's now part Kree as well. So it's something, you know, her DNA is changing and changed her. There was Jude Law as Marvell. I love that. Her and then it's a hero. There was a scroll. I love it. Captain Marvel punches an old lady. Ronan looking at Earth. Young Coulson. There's the beeper. Captain Marvel in her fucking awesome helmet. Her absorbing the power. Wonder, ooh, that's actually an interesting thought. I'm not what you think I am. Okay. Man. Oh, she's like powering up almost Super Saiyan-esque. That was bitching. March 2019, Captain Marvel. This film is not yet rated. No shit, that film is not yet rated, but it's rated awesome in my mind. Holy shit. Uh, I love this trailer. If we were to watch it like six more times, there are so many little things i mean having photon and having all the stuff that they do in this there are so many cool videos and that's that's the thing i think with podcasting i'm slowly learning that i can tell you guys easter eggs till i'm blue in the face like hey this fucking cool thing happened hey this fucking cool thing happened the best way to experience them though is to go on to like like you can hear it from me and i'll still tell you guys if you want i don't mind but I personally prefer to visually see what the Easter egg is so I know what they're talking about. Uh, and I kind of sometimes do a really shit job of, you know, explaining everything. So my thing is this. Oh, maybe Marvel is actually actually a scroll. That's what it is. Marvel is a scroll. That's why he's looking all fucking crazy eyed in this. My thing is this, go on to YouTube and look for a video that breaks down the Easter eggs in your trailers and stuff so you can actually visually see it. That way when you're in the movie, you can spot it out to your friends and be like, oh, check that shit out, that's fucking cool, and I know that and you didn't, ha, 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 ha. 
But that's not really why we do it. It's cool because it's good knowledge and it's awesome to share that knowledge with other people. That's why I do this podcast. Sharing my knowledge and my nerddom and filling your brains with the shit that's in my brains. Uh, Captain Marvel gets a new logo. And uh, obviously we see it at the end of the trailer there. It's a more... um, streamlined logo it's kind of got some like like not really electricity but like energy coming off it in certain spots these like blue orbs and it's it's very nice looking i'm i'm very excited for this movie to come out in march uh i know that it's going to be one of those movies that knocks it out of the park i also feel like it's going to have a lot of setup for the second half of infinity war whatever avengers 4 ends up being called because there's just, there's still too many questions I think they're going to leave unanswered if they don't fill in the gap of like, well, why did Nick Fury have her beeper? Why didn't he contact her earlier in this whole fucking thing? Like, all the whys to why, 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 Nick Fury, why? You knew this lady, but you didn't bring her to the fight when Ultron was around, or you didn't bring her to the fucking fight when Loki showed up. You know, they're, they're, that's a big-ass gap. And then, like, it'd be cool to see her in the end of her movie somewhere in the present, right? Stepping through the threshold and going back on Earth for the first time after however long. Because now she's finding Nick Fury's pager on the ground. And, he's, and she's like, what the fuck happened here? And that's her on her part of the journey through Avengers 4. And then she'll eventually link up with the team. Or maybe she'll link up with the team right away. Who knows? Whatever it ends up being is going to be fantastic, though. And I cannot wait to see what Captain Marvel is as a whole. Uh, Interesting to also note, the release is March 19, and I believe Wonder Woman was March of 17? Or February? Was it March? February? I I feel like it was March, though. I feel like it was March of 17. So that that being said, Captain Marvel is almost gunning to break the the Wonder Woman debut record, like opening night and all that shit. And of course, it's Marvel. They knock shit out of the park. People did not get more answers than they got questions at the end of Ant-Man. This is the movie taking place almost two months prior to the next big installation of the series. So I feel like they're going to have a lot of energy between them that's going to give people the push to go see Captain Marvel in theaters, get it in the IMAX experience, the biggest, best way to watch a movie like this. Just the scale of it makes you want to, you know? I mean, how awesome would it be to be in IMAX when Ronan's on the the helm of that ship looking down at Earth? And then to think, like, Ronan fucked with Earth at one point, but then later in his time fucked with Xandar, and he doesn't even realize that the guy that fucked him up is from Earth. You know, like, that's wicked. And it's also crazy to note that this movie takes place in the 90s, meaning that Peter Quill has only been gone from Earth for a couple years. And I'm curious to know if there's any... See, that's one thing I've never understood is if there were any missing posters for, for Quill in the world because he had family, his uncle and stuff that he ran from. Did did those people go searching for Peter Quill and find nothing because he was fucking in space with Yondu? More questions than answers. I can't wait for Captain Marvel, guys. You guys should be jazzed as well. Uh, looking, they've actually got the official Captain Marvel poster out now, and it's bitching. Higher, further, faster. It looks like a hangar door. It is a definitely a hangar door for like, uh, um, what do you call that? Well, a hangar, obviously, for planes. And uh, in part of it, you see the design of the Captain Marvel logo, and it's split in half, and she's coming through the door, and her fists are lighting up, and she looks totally badass and ready to fuck people up. Um, Larson was talking to EW in a recent interview, and she said she never saw herself doing anything like this, mostly because she likes being anonymous. I like disappearing into characters, and I've always felt if I was out in the public eye too much, it potentially limits you in the future. Just seeing a character who says how she feels and says what's on her mind and doesn't let people stand her way is incredibly empowering. She said, I was an introvert with asthma before this movie. I really thought that they hired me. I was like the worst choice for an action movie. Um, and I didn't know that I had a little Keanu Reeves in me. Who knew? But I've been joking that I'm going to the go to the 2020 Olympics for judo. What's funny is I've been saying it the last couple of weeks and people are like, ah, uh, but they can't tell if I'm serious or not. Honestly, I can't tell if I'm serious or not. I'm really not. But now when I'm getting scripts of what to do next, I'm like, this has to be better. 
than the Olympics. My bar is the Olympics. It's a pretty high bar. Damn, that'd be crazy if she went to the Olympics. Here's the official synopsis, though, for Captain Marvel. Set in the 1990s, Marvel Studios' Captain Marvel is an all-new adventure from a previously unseen period in the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that follows the journey of Carol Danvers as she becomes one of the Earth's most powerful heroes. While a galactic war between two alien races reaches Earth, Danvers finds herself in a small uh, parade of allies at the center of the maelstrom. The film stars Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Dijmon Hosen, Lee Pace, Lashana Lynch, Gemma Chan, Rune Temte, Hygienus Perez Soto, McKenna Grace, and Annette Benning with Clark Gregg and Jude Law. It's going to be produced by Kevin Feige, obviously, directed by Anna, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, Louis Desposito, Victoria Alonzo, Jonathan Swartz. Patricia Witcher and Stanley are the executive producers. Fucking stoked, folks. You guys should be stoked, too. I can't hype Captain Marvel enough. It's like one of those things. The more I read about it, the more I see about it, it's like, ah, I'm fucking freaking out. So let's read about some people's thoughts about Captain Marvel. This drink break is brought to you by AP and Poor Entertainment. Check out Poor Entertainment tomorrow where you'll get a bunch of interesting things. Thank you for talking to us in the middle of the podcast, Mr. Computer. But back to my advertisement for Poor Entertainment. Make sure you guys check that shit out. It's a great show. It's a lot of fun. We've got some big things. AP has some big things planned for his show. Look forward to that. You've got a bunch of other great stuff coming this week. Adulting Ain't Easy. Another episode of Podcast Free. Don't forget to check out both feeds. Now you can get them here on the Journey Into Comics Network. But they're big boys now, and they also have the podcast freepod.podbean.com feed where you can get their exclusive content. They'll be having more than one show debut very soon, so keep your eyes peeled. I know I know that it's coming, you guys. It's going to happen real fast here. Uh, also, we've got a new episode of Gallif Radio coming up this week. I know there's a lot of Doctor Who news to discuss as there's been more stuff as we creep closer to season 11's premiere and a new episode of Brews with Dudes, folks. That's going to be your quick break network uh, breakdown for what you guys are getting this week on JIC. We're going to come back right now to some Captain Marvel uh, reactions from the internet. Captain Marvel News says, Corpse, I'm, or Core, I'm still speechless. I'm just watching the trailer again and again and again and again. Hashtag Captain Marvel a bunch of screenshots. You got Maria and uh, Carol walking from the hangar. Uh, Carol on the rope. Her in one of her fighter uh, planes. And then her, what we're going to call going Super Saiyan, which looked badass. Um, her to hero. I said that. The translation was awesome. Her a hero. It's perfect. Makes me so happy. Someone says, legitimately got off the subway before walking into work and ugly cried for a second because holy shit this trailer. Carol. Every little girl flies. Oh, and see, here's the thing, folks. This is some shit that I don't think, and this goes back to the earlier thing about not being a dick to women, man. Like, I get it. Wonder Woman's dope. She's kind of got, like, only so many quote-unquote powers, right? Amazonian princess and whatnot. This is the first super, super, superhero, like, to the nth degree with extreme, ridiculous, holy fuck powers. This is going to empower women across the globe. And it's like, motherfucking men better be ready to embrace it. I am. Like, I, you know, I don't want women running everything. I don't think men need to run everything. I think it needs to be equally everybody running everything together on all fronts. We can all be on the same page. We just have to get rid of this ugly, stupid shit that divides us for no fucking reason. Other than petty differences. Nothing but respect to the strongest three Avengers, and someone has these pictures as, can anybody guess, the three strongest Avengers in the MCU, if you now include Carol Danvers and Captain Marvel, is Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch, and Thor, which I fully, fully fucking agree. Those three versus Thanos, Thanos doesn't stand a chance. Also dope as fuck to see Carol Danvers, as I said earlier, with her helmet on and the fucking badass 
Captain Marvel Mohawk. Of course, now, the one thing people are kind of like weirded out, I don't know if that's the word or, or such, but are interested in, is the fact that the helmet is with her green uniform when she's a part of the Star Force and not a part of her uh, red, blue, and gold attire. So maybe they won't give her the helmet with her red, blue, and gold, and she'll only be in the green and gray and black suit with the helmet and mohawk, which, I mean, I'm not against that, because Brie Larson, you're trying not to cover up a pretty face. Like, I get it. Um, it was hilarious to also see her punch the elderly lady. Everyone's like, why the fuck she punched that old lady? Well, obviously, it's a scroll who's not really an elderly lady. And as soon as she punches it, it's going to come out to be a scroll, And everyone's going to be like, what the fuck? Why are you like that? That's crazy. And I can't believe this shit. And I feel like the men in black cleaned up a lot of the shield's messes back in the day like if those two are in the same universe like here we have samuel l jackson and shield and scroll and kree are fighting on earth and people are fucking being turned into scroll and and scroll are pretending to be people and all this shit and people didn't remember that at all and the first thing we knew about aliens was on with the chitari so what i'm saying is that the men in black must have showed up and fucking Blinky thingdom, you know the 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 deneralized the neuralizer, right? Deneralize me, k? Shit. So I'm looking forward to Captain Marvel, as I keep saying. Uh, you know who else is looking forward to Captain Marvel? Chris Evans, whose head exploded three times after watching the trailer. He literally just put three head exploding emojis and then posted the trailer, retweeted from Marvel Studios. God damn, this movie looks good, folks. I'm really, really, really looking forward to seeing it. So on the docket, we have more uh, Marvel news and whatnot and Disney news and stuff. Here's one thing that I'm really excited for. Well, okay, there's, I guess, a couple fold here because there's like two ways to look at this, you know. So Bob Iger, Disney CEO, cleared up a couple things moving forward. First of all, he cleared up the fact that uh, the Fantastic Four and X-Men will be absorbed into Marvel and saying it only makes sense. I want to be careful here because what's been communicated to the Fox folks, but I think they know it only makes sense for Marvel to be supervised by one entity. There shouldn't be two Marvels. That was followed up with a proposition of so Deadpool could, could be, become an adventure, and Iger followed up with Kevin's got a lot of ideas. I'm not suggesting that's one of them, but who knows? He also addressed how they plan on integrating all the new talent coming over from 20th Century Fox. He said, good question. We're going to take the best people from both companies, and that's who's going to basically be on the playing field for us, uh, meaning talent will prevail. Fox Searchlight is a great example. If you look at FX, Nat Geo, yeah, you're buying libraries and brands, but you're also buying the people. I'm not going to talk about the specific people right now, except to say that I've met with virtually the entire senior management team at Fox, and I'm not only fully engaged with them on what possibilities for them might be, but I'm excited about the prospects. Now, Bob Iger had other things to go on to say, and this one's the one that sucks. He goes on to discuss the James Gunn firing. And I'm hoping that now that he's starting to do more public stuff, that he'll kind of get and understand the backlash from this decision, and maybe things will change. I'm going to keep championing that till I'm blue in the face. Uh, I feel like a silly, stupid gesture of stupidity i guess is the way to say that um shouldn't damn a guy who already was successful after he did those things like if we go back on everybody's history someone's fucked up somewhere and you've pissed somebody off don't act like you haven't because everybody on earth has everybody on earth has made a mistake no one is infallible and accept it you know but you also have to go and look at patterns and james gunn's not this person james gunn's not out there day in day out tweeting crazy fucking rape pedophilia and fucking jokes like that and all kinds of shit he's not doing it because it's not who he is he was trying to get shocks when he was still kind of a nobody independent director just to see if he could get a fucking rise out of people he wanted to stay in the relevancy of everything and disney hired him despite that they hired him knowing so what does bob Iger say here he says, I would say there's a blend of helping me make the decision to my supporting the decisions that have been made. Roseanne, by Iger says, 
was completely unanimous. We discussed it, uh, how it would be communicated, and when, and when, because there was a number of entities that had to be properly filled in. But this decision was completely unanimous. The James Gunn decision was brought to me as a unanimous decision of a variety of executives at the studio, and I supported it. He goes on to say, I haven't second-guessed their decision. Alan Horn was actually the executive at the forefront of Gunn's firing, um, well, because Bob Iger was actually on vacation. But I just, I think this is a stupid decision, you guys. I've said it, I say it every fucking time, you know. Every time this thing gets brought up, uh, I come back to, they're fucking up big time right now. Like, and maybe this is smoke and mirrors. I mean, maybe, maybe they have privately communicated to James Gunn. Otherwise, what's going on in the media just to get the media to shut the fuck up about it? Because all we were doing, me included, was covering what the fuck is going on with James Gunn and why he's not, I've been hired back yet and how this decision has not been reversed and how they need to reverse it and all these things and all the angles and the crazy extreme fucking conservatives trying to ruin somebody's career because they're pissed he hates this cocksucker in the white house named trump oh shit did i call him a cocksucker let me say it again donald trump is a fucking cocksucker and i don't mean like i don't mean that in like a i'm not trying to say it like if you like penis in your mouth that's a bad thing but i'm just saying he's the fucking worst of them right i don't want people to get my words twisted so i had to like absolutely give you guys the rundown on that because i was thinking about it, i was like Oh, people nowadays are going to try to take that the wrong way, but there's no reason to take it the wrong way, folks, because as anybody who knows me in my personal life and knows me in my personal space knows, very pro-LGBTQ plus and all that uh, in this household, and there is no tolerance for being against any of those entities in this household. Like, if you're a hater of somebody's sexuality, you're fucking stupid. It's not your, it's not your problem. You're not doing it. Why do you care? You Does it really fuck you up that much? Man, I feel like I'm on like a soapbox today just fucking firing guns at people. N- not firing James guns, but firing guns at people. That was a clever double entendre I didn't actually mean to uh, bring to you guys. I do want to mention one last Captain Marvel fact before I move into this next bit of news, which is the Captain Marvel trailer was viewed. Are you guys ready for this fucking number? 109 million global views in the first 24 hours. Boom. Talk about some, uh, some what do you call that, viral uh, traction in the modern era. They, they blew it up. I think people have been fucking stoked and been waiting to see this trailer, and they delivered it finally. It's like, finally, we have the Captain Marvel trailer. On the same week, we got Batman's balls and butt and mushroom head. Like, Toad. Fucking gross. I can't get out of it. Anyways, folks, we're going to move on here to some Avengers news, but not really. What the fuck is playing in the background? Something's playing in the background. Something's playing in the background. I was just rapping over that. Whatever. Oh, that's some Batman news? We'll get back to... We're going back to that way. We're going to start and finish with Bats today. Okay, so up next... The Avengers Tower has officially been spotted... In the season three poster of Daredevil. Yes, you heard that right. The Avengers Tower is in the poster for season three of Daredevil. And who knows if that's a clever Easter egg. Um, Oh, hold on. Someone actually said uh, the answer is probably don't think too hard. It's just a fun Easter egg. But it could mean something. Who knows? I would love so much. So much to see Spidey show up in Daredevil Season 3. It would be amazing if those timelines crossed, even just for an episode. Like, there's so much history there. I'm not sure why we're not... And I I actually do know why, folks. And here's the deal. Marvel knew they needed to start integrating these characters, your Luke Cage, your Iron Fist, your Jessica Jones, essentially the Defenders, your Daredevil, obviously, and the Defenders and Punisher. The issue was they didn't yet have everything ready for the streaming service. So what do you do? You reach out to your Netflix and you create deals because you're like, okay, well, I want to have some stuff on your streaming service. 
Um, but I think that we're not going to get any cool shit like what we really want until we get the Disney streaming service. And then you're going to have these solo characters and other solo characters having their own shows, and those shows are going to bleed into the movies and vice versa, and it's going to be even bigger than what we're expecting the MCU to be. But I think they were just laying early groundwork on Netflix. They'll probably work out some sort of deal where they're like, look, Netflix, we'll let you keep playing these things. It doesn't go away, but future seasons are on our shit, and we're going to do shit how we want to and how we really, really want to. And, you know, maybe there was some verbiage in the background that we aren't aware of that said why Netflix and the MCU weren't budding more, you know, and doing more things. It would have been fantastic to have Daredevil show up in the Civil War. Tell me otherwise. Like, try and change my mind as the meme goes. I don't think you could. So, let's jump um, da, ba, 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 to some Disney news. Okay, so... Star Wars, oh, here's some more Bob Iger shit. He's talking about what's going on with Star Wars. He says, uh, here, he says, I made the timing decision, and as I look back, I think the mistake that I made, I take the blame, was a little too much, too fast. You can expect some slowdown. But that doesn't mean we're not going to make films. J.J. is busy making Episode Nine. We have creative entities, including Game of Thrones creator David Benoff and D.B. Wise, who are developing sagas of their own, which we haven't been specific about. And we are just at the point where we're going to start making decisions about what comes next after J.J.'s. But I think we're going to be a little bit more careful about volume and timing. The buck stops here on that. So it looks like we're going to be getting substantially less Star Wars, but not in a bad way. I think it's more of a letting it breathe type thing because you're kind of inundating us with, here's new information, here's new information. One of them is tied to your old love for Star Wars. So if it doesn't meet your expectations and the nostalgia level, it doesn't hit. So your your solo movie that some people aren't happy with, which I fucking loved my second watch of. Like your solo movie is in some people they don't like it and it's because it in their their eyes it tarnishes the legacy of Harrison Ford as Han Solo and maybe makes you know uh too much of a great job with recasting for Lando in uh Donald Glover so the thing that kind of gets me is they also do the other thing where they release the new movie and the new saga And that expectation is high because it's continuing the saga of Luke Skywalker and the story and setting the precedent that we all have come to kind of expect after The Force Awakens knocked it out of the park. So it's like The Force Awakens was a hit. People weren't sure if Rogue One would be a hit. Then because The Force Awakens gave people hope and hype, Rogue One is a hit in its own right, and it's great, and it does its own thing. People are excited for The Last Jedi. High volume of turnout for people going to see that movie. Lots of ticket sales. Lots of bitching. Fanboys are not happy with the the story wasn't what I expected. It wasn't what I wanted it to be. Blah, 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 blah. It's not your fucking movie to make, bro. Accept it for what it is. Enjoy it for what it is. And let them tell you the story because you haven't seen the fucking end of it. Just because we were told Ray isn't special doesn't mean that it's not bullshit. Kylo Ren could be a fucking liar. Ben Solo tried to kill his own fucking uncle by using every fucking weapon his arsenal had on that tiny little salt planet. So I think that what happened was you got backlash because that movie wasn't as good as some people wanted. So they didn't go see Solo because they're like, well, I can't trust them now. They fucked up. But that was because they were pissed at the decision. See, this is where it's all... If you give them more time, if we didn't get Solo right away, like four months or eight months or whatever it was after The Last Jedi, and we had to wait seven or eight more months for that movie, if they would have pushed it to this winter, we would be itching for new Star Wars right now going, holy fuck, I can't take it. Why don't we have Star Wars? I need I need my Star Wars fix, man. I need something. Give me a Millennium Falcon to fucking chew on or a droid, anything. I, I have to have it. I'm craving my fucking Star Wars fix, man. My eyes are twitching and shit, bro. 
but they didn't, and the backlash got them. And it's real unfortunate, and uh, and it's really sad because Star Wars is kicking ass, and with all these other things, I mean, you also have to think. Uh, Ryan Johnson has his own original trilogy in the works. John Favreau is working on a live-action Star Wars TV series, and they have a new Obi-Wan standalone that's also going to be in development. And, of course, the new animated series Star Wars Rebels. So it's just like a lot of Star Wars information. As a Star Wars fan, you love it, but as some Star Wars fans, they're all too picky. That's the issue. These Star Wars fans don't have to be so damn picky. The thing is, they're making these movies in two folds. One, they're making them as creators trying to utilize an art form and a platform to tell their story how they would like to tell it. They're also trying to balance everyone and how they feel love, hate, or indifferent about Star Wars and making everyone happy. But you're not going to please everyone with your Star Wars. You can't. It's physically, it's it's humanly impossible. Technically speaking, the only reason that The Force Awakens quote-unquote worked so well is because it's kind of a retelling of A New Hope, so it gave you the warm, fuzzy nostalgia feels while giving you new characters that were interesting. That movie works. People hate on Last Jedi because it didn't give them the answers that they were hoping for from The Force Awakens. Snoke's just a nobody that gets killed? What? Like, they feel like it was some sort of, like, power move by Ryan Johnson just to dismiss the universe but I don't think that was it at all he did the moves that had to be made and I mean Disney believed in that script the movie came out like Disney's behind it so why aren't you I don't know why I'm still bitching at people it's on fucking Netflix now go watch it for yourself break that movie down after watching it right after the uh the force awakens watch the force awakens watch the last Jedi watch the force awakens watch the last Jedi the story isn't over folks it's just the middle there's no resolution, and I feel like looking back, man, when it's all done, people are going to look back and they're going to be like, hey, do you remember that one time I accidentally fucked up and said I didn't like The Last Jedi? Well, now that I've seen Star Wars Episode Nine, The First Order, or The New Order, or whatever it is, uh, The New Resistance or some shit, I don't know what the fuck it's going to be called, The New Order, I like that. Um, the Last Order. Maybe that's what it's going to be called. No, because they just did The Last Jedi. They're not going to do two lasts. That'd be fucking dumb. The First Order, though, I kind of like that. Maybe it'll be like, I don't know, anyways. Um, but they're going to look back on Episode 9, and they're going to be like, that movie gave me the answers that Episode 8 left me questioning, but Episode 8 gave me all the fucking subplot tip your hats to the fucking decisions they made that it's genius, and now I can't get over it. Ray's going to figure some truth out in that Jedi text, I'm telling you. She stole them books for a reason. She didn't let them get burned, and, and Yoda knew it wasn't going to get burned. That's why he set that shit on fire, because Ray already had the books. And Luke had to believe that the Order and, 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 and the history of the Jedi were dead, and that Ray wouldn't be taught the ways of the Force, because he gave her the limited things she needed, and now he was ready to move on with his life and accept that he could not do anything else. That's why he gives his last power to do what he does in that movie. So anyways, it looks like we're getting some Star Wars slowdown. We'll see what that means. Let's move our handy-dandy little Tookuses. Uh, that's a Phillips thing, Tookus. I'm not sure why we say it, but we do. Let's get into some more Batman and DC news here as Joaquin Phoenix has been spotted on set filming Joker looking not quite like the Joker yet in non-makeup or green hair. Looks like a pretty average guy from just Jared.com posting these set pics. Uh, there was also some video footage posted of like a clown trying to like make him laugh or something. He's just sitting there like smoking a cigarette, being all super just uncaring that this shit's happening in front of him maybe. This movie could be really great. I'm really looking forward to the possibilities, but I'm not going to say or speculate on shit for this specific Joker movie, mainly because I want to see what they do. I don't want to have preconceived notions. I don't want to create false expectations. This is something that could be really great if we, the fans, let it be, but we can't cloud it with too many questions, and I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to say, looking forward to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movie, uh, it also looks like there was a picture with Brian Callen on set, too. I'm going to... You guys can't see this, but if you go to justjared.com, Just Jared's got the site. He shows 
He's got a lot of uh, a lot of uh, behind the scenes shit that he shares. But uh, it looks like Brian Callen, somebody who's working maybe in the circus as well. There's like I said, the big clown. This looks creepy. I'm I'm really excited for what this might be, you know. Uh, but I'm curious to see if they're gonna have a Batman in this movie. Or if like this is so the origin of this character that we will not have a Batman until later, and then Joaquin Phoenix can like kind of devolve into this role, you know. He's almost I feel like he's forty three. How old was Nicholson when Nicholson in eighty nine did Batman? Jack Nicholson age in one nine eight eight. He was fifty one, so listen, not too I mean uh, what is that? How, how old did I say? He's 43. So that's eight years difference. So eight years difference, okay, from when he when Jack Nicholson played Joker. Meaning that, that really Joaquin Phoenix has time to really grow and become this character if it doesn't fucking kill him. Hopefully it doesn't. Uh, that would suck dick. Uh... It would be bad to see another actor lost in the shuffle to life playing the Joker. It hasn't got everybody, but uh, it definitely uh, affected Heath Ledger. Let's move on to some Gotham news here, as a Gotham character has been debuted in a new issue of Batman, and it's the Bridget Pike character. Now, for those of you who don't watch Gotham... Bridget Pike is actually the Firefly in the Gotham universe. Her character's awesome. She was like this little sister, and her brothers were these arsonists, pyromaniacs, and then like they were being shitty to her and kind of abusing her and, and teasing her and whatnot. So then like she becomes empowered and like she gets burnt and still is Firefly. She gets burnt in her suit and then become it's it's fucked up. It's good though. It's awesome. But she has uh appeared in the latest Batman comic, it looks like. Yep, in the latest issue, Batman is investigating a murder, and he learns that it's a new Firefly, and that the former Firefly, Ted Carson, has groomed a new protege in Pike. Enslaved by her brother's notorious gang of arsonists, Bridget Pike is forced into the family business. She catches the eye Selena Kyle, the young Catwoman, and soon-to-be Firefly team up to put Bridget's fire-starting skills to good use. But after a deadly encounter with the Pike brothers, the meeting the meek Cinderella is transformed into a vengeful supervillain, hell bent on destroying those who have wronged her. It's pretty much direct from how they did her in Gotham. Awesome. That makes me look forward to reading that issue of Batman. So Batman spoilers for issue fifty five, because it seems possible that we have seen the death of a major Batman sidekick. So spoiler alert, folks, if you don't want to know who might have died in this week's issue of Batman, that's Batman 55, please skip over the audio for at least a couple minutes until you hear me talking about bad reasons to call Batman, because we're going to talk about it. With the trial of Victor Freeze over and Bruce, Batman, trying to get beyond his issues of faith as well as the collapse of his romantic relationship, uh, Dick Grayson was is back. Uh, while Dick attempts at cheering Bruce up may not have worked all that well, the interaction between the pair and Batman 54 was a solid reminder of just how well the two heroes are paired and the strong personal relationship between them. It also turns out that Batman 54 was set up for yet another tragedy for Bruce Wayne. Throughout 55, we continue to see Nightwing and Batman patrolling Gotham, but we also see KG Beast quietly show up. As you might guess, that's not a good thing for the Dark Knight, especially since the last time we saw KG Beast, he was hired by Gotham's crime lords to hunt him down in All-Star Batman. This time, though, it's not exactly Batman that the villain is gunning for. It's Nightwing. Batman and Nightwing respond to the bat signal and are standing on the roof of Gotham City Police Department talking with Commissioner Gordon when KG Beast, using a sniper rifle he purchased by sidestepping background checks, shoots Nightwing in the head. The issue closes with Gordon calling for help, but things look pretty bleak for Dick and Batman, whose record with sidekicks is notorious bad. notoriously bad. But is Nightwing really dead? Probably not. And it's likely that the events of 55 will carry over into the upcoming issue of Nightwing, uh, issue 50. There's an arc uh, in the title that will see Nightwing quote-unquote die, leaving only Dick Grayson. There's an even better teaser art showing Dick with a scar on his head, roughly in the same space where he's been 
shot. With that in mind, what's likely here is that Dick will survive the shooting, but will lose his memory in the process. Uh, while on one hand that is a relief, as Batman won't have another dead former Robin to grieve, if Dick really does lose his memory entirely, Bruce will lose someone close to him just the same. It's a loss that could not come at a worse time for Bruce, as he is continuing to struggle, and if the Mr. Freeze situation is indi indication, this could very well be bad news for the villains of Gotham as well. Meaning that Batman's going to go on a fucking rampage. So, back to the start of this, we, you know, we had Batman Day recently happen. And something else Batman-related is trending on Twitter, which is bad reasons to call Batman. Let's go through some of these, and we're going to actually maybe create some of our own. When your attorney of 12 years flips and sings the FBI, when your accountant of 40 years flips and sings the FBI, and your national security advisor sings and flip or flips and sings to the FBI, as well as your campaign boss flips and sings to the FBI, and your wife is about to divorce you. Bad reasons to call Batman. Nobody is liking or retweeting you. Bad reasons to call Batman. People are having a barbecue in the park. Bad reasons to call Batman. Directions to Red Robin. That's a good one. Bad reasons to call Batman. They didn't do the ship. They didn't do the ship I really, really wanted, meaning relationships. A bad reason to call Batman. Um, how did this even happen? Spock's gone missing again. Bad reasons to call Batman. Because they still don't have a Superman game that's nearly as cool as any of the Arkham games. Bad reasons to call Batman. My cat bit me. Bad reasons to call Batman. Uh, so... Hey, Batman, what you thinking about? That's a bad reason to call Batman. How about to pick a fight with Batman would be a bad reason to call Batman? Hmm, other bad reasons to call Batman. Not limited to, but could also include. Um, you and your girlfriend are stuck in a weird sex position and can't get out. Another bad reason to call Batman. The snap happened. Another bad reason to call Batman. Hmm. I don't know. I don't really know of any other. Oh, 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 oh. The pizza delivery guy is three minutes late. Bad reason to call Batman. Uh, how about there's a spider on my ceiling? That's a bad reason to call Batman. Hmm. Ooh, 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 ooh. Someone didn't hit me back about that thing they were going to buy from me. Bad reason to call Batman. Henry Cavill refusing to shave his mustache for Justice League. Great reason to call Batman. Talk some fucking sense into him. You look like a fucking idiot with that terrible CGI. Sorry, not sorry. All right, folks. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Journey into Comics. Before I go, I need to tell you guys where you can check our stuff out. Obviously, you can check us out at journeyintocomics.com where you can get Journey Into Comics, poor news, poor entertainment, Journey Into Wrestling, adulting ain't easy, foodies, watching movies, podcastrophe, kids for sale, Gallif Radio, Bruise with Dudes, the voice of Survival Podcast, and more coming. And also, folks, go to podcastrophepod.podbean.com where you can check out the new feed for Podcastrophe. The big boys are growing up. They're going out on their own. They're going to start creating even more content so much content huge content all the content also check us out on itunes podbean stitcher radio google play music or spotify just search journey into comics network it's not that hard just journey into comics network you search that you get all the shows just subscribe to us it's pretty easy right it's the easiest thing you can do all day Whatever social media platform you choose to follow us on, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, you know where to find us, Journey Into Comics, Journey Into Comics, or JIC Network on Twitter. Folks, also go to our Patreon. Give us a buck. You get early access and exclusive content, meaning every episode, as soon as it's ready to be released, goes out before it actually debuts whenever it launches in the middle of the week, meaning you get them here first. Go to patreon.com backslash journey into comics and like i said dollar gives you the early access and exclusive content meaning some of these new shows that are coming out you guys might get them before anybody else 
We might start debuting pilots over there just to give you guys some hype, some new shows. Get your friends on it. It's a dollar. You give us one dollar a month and you get free shit for a dollar. So it's not really free, but it's a dollar. You spend three dollars for a fucking Snickers bar at the fucking gas station anymore. Give us a dollar. It'll help. We'll appreciate it. And we'll keep creating dope content for you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to Journey into Comics 210, Batman's Balls. I have been your host, Nate. And as always, fill your brains with shit. Later.